1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
0: Hello, Raider Nation, and welcome to another edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast, Believe Podcast Network. I'm Dennis Ackerman, pleased to be joined by former Raider great Stanford Ralph, you Stan, we got the NBA and the NHL playoffs underway, baseball's yes. in full swing, but you know what, man? The NFL is still king, and yep. the 2022 schedule has been
1: released. It's like what we've been waiting for since the end of the season, right last man. season. <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, kudos to the NFL for doing a great job of, Almost kind of treating us like that girl that we don't really know if she likes us. She kind of flirts with us, but she never really actually confirms on going out on a date with us. So the NFL, you know, they trickle out a few games that are going to be played overseas. And, you know, a few week one games and a few week 10 games where, you know, they kind of tease you a little. And then, you know, they wait for you to have to go ahead and actually sit and watch the schedule release show. A couple hours ago. So, you know, kudos to the NFL for always making sure that they build up the intrigue. And definitely, it's going to be a, a great season.
0: It is, man. They do a good job of keeping, you know, the NFL's, it's a year round business out, 12 months, yes. it's, whether it's the schedule, the draft, whatever they can do, man. But look, hey, A. I mean, the schedule includes six playoff teams from 2021, including the defending champion, LA Rams. Yeah. Four primetime games and stand at six is the max, right? That, that's right.
1: I think so. I think, I think so, 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 too, yeah.
0: And if you look at the sh- strength of schedule, the Raiders are tied with the New Orleans Saints for seven t- this now. Uh-huh. I, know ba- I know it's based on last year, and Stan. We all know that teams can fall and teams can rise, teams we don't expect. So, you know, it's that's somewhat, I think, a little bit misleading. I don't know how much you read into that, but you know what, man? Let's get to it. Let's get to the schedule. The Raiders open the season in L.A., their third home away from home. If you want to call it that, they split the season series last year with the Chargers losing in LA, and then of course beating the Chargers in Week 17 at home yeah. and securing their first playoff first since 2016. They're also going to be facing uh, their old teammate Khalil Mack making his debut yeah. in Charger blue and gold. Man, that's that's a hell of an opener.
1: Oh, no doubt about it. You got Justin Herbert, a budding superstar, went to the Pro Bowl just last season. Mike Williams got that big contract. We all know Keenan Allen is a Pro Bowl-level uh, receiver. And like you just said, adding the Khalil Mack, be a trade. J.C. Jackson over there at the corner. Oh, yeah, they still got Derwin James, the all-pro safety. And you got Joey Bosa at the other end, uh, rushing after the quarterback. Ooh. So that that's definitely going to be a uh, – That's definitely going to be an entertaining game to start off the season. Talk about, you know, not being able to start off with a cupcake or something to go ahead and kind of ease your way in. But like I said, with the way this AFC West is set up, uh, you got Derek Carr just signed the big contract. You got a, a Devontae Adams over there receiving that you got from the Packers. You need to know where you are right away in this AFC West. And there's no better way than to go ahead and start off with Justin Herbert and those LA Chargers. So like I said, it's definitely going to be a vaunted early month of the season for the Raiders. But this is what you asked for. This is why you pay the guys the big bucks. You got to go ahead and uh, hit, the gate, uh, hit the ground running.
0: Absolutely, Stan. It ain't no Alabama against UT Chattanooga or anything yeah,
1: like no that. Yeah, no doubt man. about
0: it. You know, then the following week, the Raiders open their home part of the schedule, hosting the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, you think Chandler Jones has this one circled uh, no on doubt. the calendar, you know, no he's no be doubt be going it. against his former team and having the opportunity to face Kyler Murray for the first time.
1: Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I said, he's going to be playing out there at the Death Star at Legion Stadium out there in the desert. So that's definitely going to be a big boost for him, but no doubt about it. Anytime a team trades you away, and a lot of times with it being because they essentially didn't want to pay you, you know, or should I say let you walk right out the front door, that right there is always going to be a little bit of a feather in your cap, and you're definitely going to want to make sure that you show up for them. And then stand week three, they head to the south. They'll face Derrick Henry and the
0: Tennessee Titans in the return home. To face the new look, Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson.
1: Wow. Oh, yeah. Yes. And like I said before, you know, Denver Broncos already got a pretty good defense. They got a pretty good plethora of offensive weapons. The one thing they were missing was the quarterback. They got that within a Russell Wilson. So, like I said, for these Raiders, it's very conceivable. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Doesn't mean that it's probable. But it's conceivable that, like I said, if they do not take care of business, the Raiders could very easily come out the gate 0-4, 0-5. I don't think that's going to happen. Right. But when you look at the first month of the season, what the Chargers, the Cardinals, the Titans, the Broncos, and the Chiefs uh, on uh, on Sunday night football, that very well could be, like I said, 0-5, if they don't take care of business, right away coming out the gap. So, like I said, you know, I'm sorry, Monday night football for the Kansas City Chiefs. But uh, like I said, I don't think that's going to happen. But it is very conceivable that it could, given the plethora of talented teams that they have starting off the year.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the Raiders week five, they'll head to Kansas City, which has been a house of horrors. So, Stan, basically three division games in the first five weeks. And as you have and I have talked about it before, that's like two games. So, basically. No doubt about it, Yes. I mean, that's a tough one. I mean, we're going to know where the Raiders are in terms of their division (laughs) foes. Early on. Yeah, we really are. Stan, who do you think, I mean, Kansas City's Kansas City, but if you look at Denver, the Chargers and the Raiders, and you you and I do a good job of not being biased, who do you think the most improved team
1: in the AFC West is? I would probably most improved. I would probably have to go with the Chargers. That's because they picked up a Pro Bowl level pass rusher. Obviously, Chandler Jones is as well. Right now, I would put Khalil Mack above a Chandler Jones, just off of age, just off of production. Right now, where they are in their respective careers. But to me, to me, the key piece is J.C. Jackson, okay. because you got Joey Bosa, you got Khalil Mack, both getting after the pass. Uh, getting after the passer, but you got a J.C. Jackson, somebody that I think he's had, what, 27 interceptions in the last three, four years, or some, you know, weird number like that. That, to me, is the difference in why the Chargers are more improved than the Raiders. Yes, the Raiders picked up Devontae Adams. We all know that. But when you look at how the Chargers already have the offense, Austin Eckler at the running back position, Keenan Allen, they re-signed a Mike Williams. That right there, it's set. Justin Herbert is the quarterback, sure. but now adding that Khalil Mack, adding the JC Jackson, which the Raiders did not necessarily address their cornerback position the way I felt they should have. Right. I think they should have got Stephon Gilmore, but he's with the Colts now. I digress. So I would probably go with the Los Angeles Chargers being the, the most improved team right now in the AFC West.
0: Yeah. I mean, look at, I mean, Denver, obviously adding Russell Wilson. I'm a huge Russell Wilson fan. I always have been to me. That was the, the you know, obviously what they've been lacking since Peyton Manning retired yes. and then what the Raiders did. I mean, I mean, every team has vastly improved. There is no doubt about that. Yep. And, and, and I understand your argument for, you know, for the chargers, if someone wants to make it for the Broncos, I can understand that one as well. It's just, I mean that's a tough division. I think the over. I think Vegas has Kansas City ten and a half wins, Denver and the Chargers at ten, and the Raiders at eight and a half. I think that's a little low for the Raiders. But anyways, week six is the buy, and that's the perfect time for me to read a promo. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball. Fights and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BLEAVE to receive your 50% welcome <coughs> bonus. All right, Stan, following the buy, the Raiders have another buy. I'm just joking. They play the Houston Texans. It's just, <laughs> a joke. it's just a joke. But you know what, Stan? That's just a game. Look at man. If you want to compete for a playoff spot, you got to beat the Houston Texans. I mean, we've seen the yes. Raiders lay eggs in the past against maybe the Jets or the Giants. This is Oh, a the game, Falcons
1: from a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, the Falcons
0: even. You're right, man. So this is a game you got to take care of business if you want to be there at the end of the season.
1: Yes, no question about it. You got to be able to go ahead and put your put your your foot on the throat of the teams that you're supposed to dominate. You can't let them stick around, and that is a game that coming off of a first five games of the season, first five weeks of the season, when the Raiders can very well be zero and four, zero and five, or one and four, maybe two and three. Right. You desperate, you desperately, sorely need to go ahead and make sure that that's a W against the Houston Texans, and even for the New Orleans Saints, who are not going to have Drew Brees. Probably it's going to be, like I said, Jameis Winston. But not having a Drew Brees, you got to make sure that you take care of those two weeks back-to-back.
0: Yeah, but
1: you know what, though, Stan? Here,
0: to me, here comes the toughest part of their schedule. Four out of the next five games on the road. You mentioned at New Orleans, followed by another road game at Jacksonville. Stan, let me ask you this. I know it's the middle of the season. You just had your bye. It's weeks eight and nine. Both games are in the South. As a player, would you prefer to stay in the South? Or would you prefer to come back, be home for a week, and then go back out to Jacksonville for week nine? And again, once again,
1: you got to take care of your business. Yeah, because they'd be coming back from New Orleans, and that's not going to be a super long flight. Because remember, the Raiders are not in the Bay Area. anymore; They're not in Oakland, California. They're now in Vegas, which is not exactly centrally located, but it's not as far west as the Bay Area. So because of that, I would imagine the flight probably won't be any more than four hours. And I don't know about you, DA, but I was always a guy of the mindset. I prefer to sleep in my own bed. So the game is gonna go, the game is gonna end about, let's say, I want to say 3:30 central, central time zone that Sunday afternoon. Everybody's gonna go ahead, got to get your treatment. They load up the plane, things like that. You will be able to go ahead and leave New Orleans probably around 6:30 which is 4.30 West Coast time, you will be arriving back in Vegas no later than I'd say 8 o'clock, 8.30, that's Sunday night, which gives you still the entire week to go ahead and do your normal Monday routine, your normal Tuesday off day, Wednesday practice, Thursday install, Friday practice, and then fly from, um, from uh, Las Vegas, Nevada to Jacksonville. So for me, I understand that that's kind of like the new age thing of teams just usually stay on that coast. Right. right they don't have to do all the traveling. But to me, because you're no longer in the Bay Area, because you're no longer in California, I don't think it's that taxing to go ahead and have to feel the need to stay in that part of the country for a full eight straight days. All right, Stan, week 10
0: is November the 13th. The Indianapolis Colts come a calling, and former Raider Yannick Ngakwe. He's already had some choice oh, yeah. for the silver and black, basically saying, hey, you're going to pay for, for trading me. So the Colts stumbled last year. They didn't make the playoffs. I do think this is an improved team that which will contend for a playoff spot. So another tough Raider home game.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Just because anytime a team trades you away, and they essentially trade you away to make room for somebody else they want to put in your position, that is something that's gonna always sting a little bit. Even like I said, you're Yannick Ngakwe, a a, a a very, very, very capable pass rusher. No doubt Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. Like I said, he's had double-digit sack seasons. Chandler Jones, somebody that's a little better and somebody's been more productive as far as getting after the passer. But anytime that happens, you are obviously going to be stung a little bit and you would not be a competitor if you're somebody that did not feel the sting coming from that. So I don't have any qualms. I don't poo-poo that in any way. That's the nature of this league. And so for Yannick and he is going to want to make sure that he puts his best film out there against his former team. So you definitely are going to have to make sure that your offensive line, because they also have Buckner, I believe. Yeah, Brenton Buckner. Brenton. Yeah, Buckner. exactly. Yep. Brenton uh, DeForest Buckner DeForest over there. Buckner, my bad. Playing, yeah. uh, over there as well. Like I said, along with my man out there in the middle, Darius Leonard as the linebacker, and then you got my man who's my favorite corner, Stefan Gilmore, playing corner out there. So that's definitely going to be a tough week for the Raiders offensively. Devontae Adams is going to really have to bring his A game against Stefan Gilmore. But like I said, Yannick Igakwa is definitely going to make sure he has that game circle. He is definitely going to want to make sure that he makes the Raiders pay and show them that they made the wrong choice.
0: Stan, another uh, tough part of the schedule. I mean, weeks 11 and 12, back on the road at Denver, then Seattle. And then the calendar turns to December. In week 13, the Chargers host the Raiders. And then on a short week, come back to L.A. again to face the defending Super Bowl champs. I mean, you talked about yep. earlier if the Raiders stumble out of the gate. Man, this is a tough little four-game stretch right here. You got at Denver. at I know Seattle's in a rebuild, but, uh, you know, Denver's going to be a playoff contender. Then the Chargers, I mean, it's two division foes again. And then you got the Super Bowl champs.
1: Ooh. And this is why I say what I told you a couple weeks ago about how I may not have given Derek Carr that contract right away. I'd still give it to him, but I may have let him wait a little bit just because the Raiders obviously have one of the toughest schedules in the NFL based on last year's win. We know that. But you're Derek Carr. You now have your college buddy in Devontae Adams. You have Max Crosby. You have Chandler Jones over there rushing the passer, assuming that you're going to be in some shootout games and they need to be able to get after the opposing team's quarterback. You have upgraded in a lot of areas on the football team. You have Devonta Adams. You have Hunter Renfro. You have Darren Waller. You got your man Josh Jacobs still in the backfield. So if you are the quarterback you say you are and the quarterback that you just got paid to be with this schedule, you should still be able to qualify for the playoffs. And that's why, like I said, for me, I might have held off for a little bit to give Derek Carr his contract extension because I want to see what you're going to do against this murderer's row of a schedule. Because are you somebody that can qualify for the playoffs if you have a meager or weak schedule? Or are you somebody that you can qualify for the playoffs just because you're that guy that should be leading my franchise. And this season, we're going to get a chance to see that.
0: Stan, week 15, the Raiders host the New England Patriots, Josh McDaniels versus (laughs) old boss Bill Belichick.
1: Oh, man. Listen, DA, uh, I don't really know how the football gods work, (laughs) but it's so interesting because oftentimes, not every time, but oftentimes whenever you leave a team, and go to another team. It's so weird how the football gods work. But more than likely, you will be playing against your former team that following season. I don't know how it seems to work. I don't know if it's some sort of magic or just, like, that's just how the football gods operate. But oftentimes, whenever you leave a team, you more than likely will be playing your former team that first season. If not, definitely by the second season. And it's just kind of how uh that's just kind of how football works. Like right? football works in mysterious ways where you are going to see that demon. You're gonna see, you know, <laughs> that monster in the closet that you gotta deal with or you know, exercise those demons, what have you. Denver plays at Seattle Monday night football, week one. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's just <laughs> how, how... Wilson, Wilson going home. I mean, talking exactly. about the football like... gods. That's just, that's just how football works. I don't know how. I don't know why. I said, you know, please don't ask me. But it's just so interesting. It's so poetic how that always seems to be the key or that just always seems to be kind of what happens That you're going to face your old team. And obviously listen, you leave a team, you don't really want to face your old team. You know, it's a lot of familiar faces, coaches, sure. players, things like that. So you would almost kind of like to be out of sight, out of mind. You'd like to go from the West Coast to the East Coast or, you know, something like that. But it's just something about the game of football where they're like, nah, uh uh-uh. uh, you're not getting off that easy. Like, you gotta go ahead and exercise this demon that you just left. It's almost kind of like you break up with your wife and you break up with your girlfriend. And then all of a sudden now you are forced to work at the same company as her, or you're forced to live in the same neighborhood as her. Right. And it's like the same person I really don't wanna see that often, I now have to go toe to toe with in some capacity. And like I said, that's just kind of like the poetic justice that football gives. And I think that's what makes it so great.
0: Dan week 16, a cross country flight on a short week to play the Pittsburgh Steelers on Saturday night, which we broadcast on NFL network. And then the Raiders close out the season, two home games, week 17, January 1st against the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, obviously it's not the rivalry. It once wasn't both teams were located in the Bay area. then the season ends with the Raiders hosting the Kansas city chiefs. Uh huh. You know, once again, the, the Niners, you know, if Trey Lance is that quarterback, not sure if they're going to be a playoff team, but you know they're always well coached. And then last year, hey, week 17 or week 18, it came down to that final week for the Raiders. Maybe it'll come yep. down to that final week again against Kansas City to see if they're going to make the playoffs
1: or not. And who knows in Kansas City? That might hope- be... Go ahead. Hopefully it won't come down to the final game, but the way that this schedule is set up and the way the AFC West is set up, it very well could come down to the final game as far as deciding their playoff destiny. And that's why I keep going back to the original point. This is set up to see if the real, who it, it's set up to see, will the real number four please stand up? That's what it's going to all come down to. Because Derek Carr, if you are that guy, you should lead us to the playoffs. If you are not that guy, it's going to be very evident very early. Dan, give me, if if you're a fan, give me one game, home or away, that you would want to attend in person. Oh, uh it would definitely be Los Angeles. So either against the Chargers or the Rams, number one because it's SoFi Stadium, the Rams because they're the defending champions. And then also the Chargers, you know, that just that 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 rivalry has been around for a long time. Number one. Number two, Justin Herbert. I think he's a budding superstar. So I would probably go with either. Uh, the Raiders at the Chargers or the Raiders at the Rams. I would go with those two.
0: You know, Stan. I think I'm going Raiders Patriots just because Josh McDaniel is going <laughs> up against his former boss. Bill you, you know, Belichick to me is the greatest coach of all time. I always, you know, I know I know a lot of people hate the Patriots, but I I I just enjoy watching because they're usually yes. so no so well yes, coached, man. Course. You
1: know, right? And it just
0: um, whether it's Brady, and that's or why to me, them, and that's why to
1: me, I would probably go ahead and concede that being an automat, more of an automatic L for the Raiders than I would the Rams or the Chargers in LA because of what you just said. Bill Belichick has a way of sunning his former assistants who are now head coaches. All
0: right, Stan, let me ask you this before we get to record predictions. What do you think the toughest stretches? I mean, getting out of the gate those first five, or then weeks eight through 13, where four or five are on the road, or maybe that last four weeks, eight, 14 through 18, where you have the Patriots, you got the Steelers, you got the Niners, and you got the Chiefs. I mean,
1: they got some tough stretches. Yeah, I would probably have to go with a tie out of the first five and the bottom five. Like I said, what, you were, what you're saying about weeks eight through 13, yeah, I understand four of them are going to be on the road, but it's the Jaguars, you got the Saints, those are two teams that are still kind of like in a little bit of disarray, things like that. So I would go with the first five, the first five of the season or the last five. Now, if you ask me, which one do I think is the most murderous of the murder of the murder rows? I would probably say the back five or should I say the last five with the Rams, the Patriots, the Steelers, the 49 and the Chiefs, because. That's when real football is being played. The first two months of the season, everybody's still kind of feeling each other out. Once you get to that November, December, early January, that's when real football is being played. And that's when you got to make that playoff push. So for the Rams, they may, they, they very well may resign OBJ. That'll be the time that he's coming back where he's getting healthy. The Patriots. They always start to come around the form in December. The Steelers still have that ferocious pass rush. Obviously, now they have Kenny Pickett at the quarterback position, so that may hold them back to a certain degree. The 49ers will still have a good defense. They'll still have Kyle Shanahan calling plays. They'll have a Trey Lance probably a quarterback who's going to be a little bit more athletic than Jimmy G. May not be as dependable, but he's going to bring more of an athletic prowess, which is going to open up the playbook for Kyle Shanahan and then finishing off with those Chiefs. They don't have Tariq Hill anymore, so right. they don't have that person to take the top off the defense. But when you look at what the Chiefs did with their defensive draft picks and you still look at the fact that they have a Pat Mahomes at quarterback, Andy Reid head coach, Eric Bieniemy as the offensive coordinator, they're still going to be tough to beat.
0: You know what, Stan? When I was looking at the schedule, I was thinking, man, weeks eight through 13, that's four out of the five on the road. I'm like, that's brutal. But then when I look at the opponents, I'm like, okay, you convinced me that's not part of it. But to me, Man, those first five games out of the gate, because like you said, teams are still trying to figure themselves out. And what if yes. the Raiders can't quite figure themselves out right away? Yeah. I mean, the Chargers were a game away from being a playoff team. The Cardinals were a playoff team. The Titans were a playoff team. And you can make the case the Broncos, like we said, are one of the most improved teams. And then Kansas yep. City, a perennial Super Bowl contender, man. Those first five, whew, that is going to yes. be one tough and stretch to begin with.
1: Exactly. And that's why, like I say, four. For these, uh, for these Raiders. The first five weeks of the season to me is gonna tell you everything you need to know about this team. It's gonna tell you everything you know, need to know about Joshua Daniels, it's gonna tell you everything you need to know about Derek Carr and his connection that he has with the Devontae Adams. These first five games, they're gonna set the stage for the remaining 12. They come out the gate one and four. Do not expect a great season out of the Raiders. If they come out the gate three and two, four and one you know what? Expect big things because that's when you're going to see the confidence being raised. But if they come out the gate stubbing their toe, I do not look for the Raiders to recover like you saw them do late in the year
0: last year. Dan, give me a best case scenario win total. Give me a worst case
1: scenario win total. Oh, okay. Best case scenario win total. After looking at this schedule, I would probably say best case. You could make a I can make the best case for a 12 and five, a 13 and four. I don't see anything better than that. As far as a worst case scenario, I, I mean, I gotta, I'm not going to lie to you, DA. I can very well see this being a five and 12 season. So because of the first five games and the bottom five, that right there to me, that's a murderer's rope. It's all going to be, it's all going to be, Contingent upon the real number four showing up. Which one is going to show up? We don't know. I think it's going to be the good one, but I'm not positive on that. So I could very well see this being a 12 and 5 team or possibly 5 and 12. I don't think they're going to be 5 and 12 for crying out loud. But if they were, I could see that happening because of the talented teams that they have on their roster. I'm sorry, not on the roster, but the talented teams they have on the schedule.
0: You know, Stan, looking at their schedule, I'm like, okay, if they can split in their division, that gets me to three and three. NFC West, I'm not sold, is going to be as good as last year, and I really believe they could take three out of four. That gets me to about six wins right there, if everything's going well. So that's six wins. So right now I'm probably six and four with 11 games left, and if I can split those, I think best-case scenario, I could get to 11 wins. Everything goes right. The offense clicks. The defense plays well enough. Worst-case scenario – you don't do well in your division. The NFC West is better than I thought. And like you said, they get off to the slow start and it just kind of snowballs from there. I can see, uh-huh. I don't see five and twelve. I think seven and ten is the worst case scenario. I I, I do. So we'll we'll definitely see how it's all gonna play out. I stand a question for you. Do you know how the schedule is put together?
1: Oh um, I do know that it's not the same as it once was because now it's 17 games and things like that have changed, but Typically, obviously, you have your six-divisional opponents. Yes. That's number one. And then you're going to to play the opposing conferences, an entire division from an opposing conference. Right. And so that right there is six plus in four, and then you're going to play an entire division within your conference. Right. And then you play the remaining two games, and now would be the remaining three because it used to be 16-game season. But when it was 16-game season, the remaining two games would be two games versus teams within your conference that had like records from the previous year. That's what, that, that's what I was yeah. always taught. So what, once they
0: have that then, at the league office, Howard Katz is the senior vice president of broadcasting and four others. Stan, they use up to 4,000 computers yeah. Trying to figure out the schedule. And they use all these computers from all the wor- all around the world, like from Bangladesh. I mean, there's something <laughs> like 25,000 rules they got to deal with. Yeah. Also, like, yeah. you, you know, the stadium might not be available because of a concert. Maybe it's an Elton uh-huh. John concert or some kind of concert. Then you can't have teams play three road games in a row. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just crazy everything yes. that they have to deal with. And apparently, Stan, one man just used to do it, not using a computer. He had like everything on this giant board, and I was like, "Oh, my goodness, But can you yes. imagine four thousand computers they're using to try to come up with this schedule, And it's just you know, it's impressive. I mean, you got thirty two teams. What is there? Two hundred and seventy two games, I think, go spread out over mm-hmm. eighteen weeks. It's really it's really remarkable. And then Stan, I read this. You know how that like CBS televises all the AFC games and Fox has all the NFC games. In 2023, mm-hmm. that's out the window. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, right. so the networks basically legal divide up the games for the networks. It's so no. Oh, so just have good. a handful of AFC games so, and NFC games. So it's just gonna. It's just gonna be Thunderdome in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so different. I was just you you've gotten so used to. It. Okay, AFC is on CBS, NFC is yes. on Fox. That, and, it, it's it's been like that since I was like in high school. Right. And I'm old enough to remember when NBC NBC had the AFC and CBS had the NFC.
1: Back when it was the Houston Oilers and the AFC Central.
0: Yes. So very, very different. Very, very different. Wow. My have things changed. They have indeed. So, well, you know what? We know where the Raiders are going to be each week. Let's just hope that uh, we got another playoff team put together this year and we'll see how it all plays out. I mean, Stan, we're already only two
1: months away from training camp, which it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> I know. It's just like seemed like just yesterday the Rams were hoisting the Super Bowl trophy, doing their parade, and it just goes to show, man. Like once these days start falling off this calendar, once the new year starts really getting going, it just it really goes to show how short twelve months can be when you're just living life.
0: I agree. Hey, partner, another great episode as always. Always, man. Love to be on with you, DA. All right, Raider Nation. That's going to do it for another edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast presented by betonline.ag. From my partner, Stanford Route, I'm Dennis Ackerman. Thanks so much for listening, and may all your punts find the coffin corner.